This is the podcast for September 24th, 2010. It's not safe for work. Recorded live from deep inside Blue Gal's swear cave, it's the professional left with Drift Glass and Blue Gal. Right, it's the swear cave. Let me tell you. This is the special swear cave edition. Swear cave edition. I'm just hmm? passing up a storm. Well, no kidding. You know, you know, Blanche Lincoln. God damn it. Blanche, Blanche fucking Lincoln. Blanche yes. fucking Lincoln. God damn it. Yep. No. Well, I should explain about swear cave because swear cave is actually a it's a parental tool I use with my 11 year old. Okay. Who was very upset with the universe this week in particular the sonic who universe. hasn't been <laughs> he's oh. upset with the sonic universe oh okay because what, what's the sonic book, universe his comic okay. book was two two days late coming to the uh, retail establishment at which he purchases said comic book damn you barack obama damn you barack obama <laughs> <laughs> but and he you know i promised him the comic book if he was pay attention in school that day I would go get it for him and on and on and it was delayed and he had had such a horrible day at school really paying attention and being good and expecting to get this reward and being terribly disappointed so he's 11 yeah and what what I have done to allow him to vent his frustration use all of his voices use all of his voices and mm-hmm. he is allowed to go into the bathroom and close the door where no one can hear him and swear. Uh-huh. And what happens is he gets two swear words out. And he'll say, you know, God damn you, comic book store, go to hell. And he just bursts out laughing because, you know, he's saying, he's doing the forbidden thing of saying yes. hell and damn, you know. Uh-huh. And, <laughs> and it really does help him alleviate a lot of stress. So, a very little harm to anyone, including himself, yes. to look in the mirror and laugh at himself for swearing is, is a good is a good thing. That's a that's about. a really that's a really good way to cope. I wish I should, I I, yeah. I thought of that years ago. Yeah. yeah. I start cussing and I go into the bathroom, look at myself, go, come on, <laughs> come on. David Brooks isn't that bad. Yeah. <laughs> he's a reasonable guy. He's a reasonable man. <laughs> but he's not the subject of this podcast. No. So let's move on. So, yeah, so, I, so I had to go into my swear cave and uh-huh. close the door, and and it's not as though for me, and I have to, I'm speaking only for myself. Uh-huh. You know, don't ask, don't tell is an important issue. It's personally not in my top three of most important things to deal with this year. Right. But if it's yeah. before the goddamn Senate, goddamn it, <laughs> <clears throat> yep, the Senate better do something about it. Mm-hmm. And what happened this week? And by the way, we are re- we are actually recording late this week. We are recording Thursday night, the 23rd. Mm-hmm. Ordinarily, we uh, record these Tuesday or Wednesday night. But we wanted to wait until the Republicans' plan came out. Yes, and we're not even going to talk about that because it's such a non-starter unless you want to. But no. um, I don't want to talk about it. It's that. a waste. It's a, it's it's a, a, it's a waste. lump of paper they can yeah. hold in front of them and say, see, we did something. Yeah, so I'm going to – I'd rather rage against Blanche Lincoln. And what I want to ask you, Drift Glass, this is what I really want the core of our podcast to be about tonight, right. as, I've, as I've mentioned to you in our pregame planning, which is what do you do? What do you do in this particular instance uh-huh. where what if you're a Democrat, a progressive mm-hmm. Democrat, 
in, yes. and, and, and I realize you're a rare breed if you're a progressive Democrat living in Arkansas these days. You're, yes. you know, you've got it rough and our heart goes out to you. It does. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen of Arkansas, progr- fellow all, progressives. All 20 of you. All 20 yes. of you. We're, we're, we are with you in spirit. But what do Attica, you do? Attica. <laughs> so, sorry. What do you do? I don't know where do that you came put, from. Do you do what Joe Biden had to do this? I mean, Joe Biden went out the day after her atrocious vote mm-hmm. and and gave speeches for her Yep. the next he day. And he was the one that promised Rachel Maddow, we're going to do something about this. My son's in Iraq. We're going to do something about this. I'm telling you. Mm-hmm. We're going through procedures. We're gonna. It's going to happen. And then you know, there's this atrocious vote, and he's fundraising for her the next day. Yep. And so what do you so do? What do you do? Do you put duct tape over <clears throat> your nose and mouth when you walk into the voting booth and then vote for her? <laughs> well, uh, let, let me include this uh, caveat. Mm-hmm. I'm from Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> They hand okay. out duct tape. What they do <laughs> at the precinct. <laughs> the union guys who will stand in front of 101 feet away from the the precinct, yeah. you know, handing out signs. Some of whom I know, yeah. and are perfectly nice uh, men and women. We haven't had a progressive candidate for uh, mayor in 25 years, um, 24 years. The last person who was a progressive mayor of the largest, arguably one of the largest liberal cities in the country, that's for sure, uh, was Harold Washington. Yeah. We have not had – the mayor of the city of Chicago, the outgoing mayor of the city of Chicago is a – thinks, acts, talks, and behaves like a conservative except on certain social issues. He's very friendly to the gay community and God bless him for that. He's He, he doesn't want guns on the streets, although how he goes about it is kind of – you know. but he's really – he's way too comfortable with – way too comfortable, way too dependent on the business – the wealthy men and women of Chicago, the millionaires and billionaires for his office. He wants to outsource everything, wants to privatize everything. He wants to get rid of unions at any cost. He is uh, way too comfortable with the police. Yeah. He likes authority. He like, he's, he's made this one of the most surveilled cities in the country. These are not the acts of a liberal mayor. Right. And yet in a one-party state, which is, effect, which is effectively what Chicago is, he's your choice. Down ticket stuff, you know, I would suggest, look, I'm never going to tell anybody how to vote. Right. I'm going to say that I would rather there be. Well, I'm asking how you would vote, and I'm wondering. I'd, I'd hold my nose and vote for Blanche Lincoln. Really? I would. I would, and I'd hate myself for it, and I'd, no, I'd, I'd, I'd sleep soundly. I'd look for down ticket people. Mm-hmm. My, my rule of thumb is this. In Chicago, and actually, Chicago is a good example. I'm not going to vote to upend the Democratic Party at the national level, mm-hmm. as long as there are Supreme Court nominations at stake, okay. and as long as there's a sliver of a chance of putting anybody uh, – and because the Republicans get in, everything gets worse. Yeah. I think we're in common – now, down-ticket races, the people who are going to be the, the, up for those offices in two or five or ten years, mm-hmm. I'll vote Green. Yeah, okay. Hell, I, I, let me tell you, I'll vote Republican. Mm-hmm. You put a decent, honest, honorable Republican candidate up for mayor of the city of Chicago, I'll vote for him. I'll campaign and vote for him. I have no problem doing that. And I'm a Democrat. I'm not an independent. I'm not a fucking independent. I'm a Democrat. I'm a proud Democrat. But my party is sick mm-hmm. and it's broken. The other party, the problem with the other party is it's not sick and broken. It's psychotic. Yeah. 
and it's zombie and it's run by monsters. So these are your choices. Mm-hmm. And I wish they I wish they weren't our choices. I wish we had better choices. I wish my president wasn't such a fucking pussy sometimes. I wish my Senate wasn't governed by people who, well, who would rather we really need to talk about. Yeah. Well, let's talk about it then. Yeah. Well, you know, so so that's my answer. I'd, I'd hold my nose and vote for her. I would hate every minute of it. And I would try really hard to get someone better in the next time. Mm-hmm. And we did. I mean, yeah. Yeah, we did with with Halter. And there's there's no and senator Walmart Ned Lamont. And you know the senator yeah. from Walmart won, and it's it's a shame. That's that. But uh, I'm getting ready now uh, to write a letter to my to our senator actually, given that we're mm-hmm. both in Illinois, to thank him. Which senator? <laughs> no, not the old one. <laughs> not the not Blagojevich appointee. Not 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 senator appointee. No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, to thank him. For the, and I'm not going to say this, but to thank him for the kabuki dance he did in favor of Don't Ask, Don't Tell. It was really kind of funny to watch, and I know it was actually highlighted on The Daily Show. You know, that Senator Dick Durbin, he and Harry Reid did the thing of, you mean the Secretary of Defense, who was Secretary of Defense under George W. Bush, is in favor of this? Why, yes, he is. I have a letter from him here. You know, and it was... <laughs> Wow! Yeah, really, After you guessed on, yeah, right. It was yeah, just yeah. it was just completely staged. But uh, to thank him for doing the right thing, yeah, because he'll vote the right way. He did vote the right way, and it, it gets a little. It's easy to get complacent sometimes because Durbin does yeah. have a temper on him, and he will mm-hmm. he will as one as one blogger we <laughs> said this week to David Axelrod, our own Susie <laughs> Madrick said, you know. <laughs> Dick Durbin has been known to hippie punch a time or two. Mm-hmm. So you've got God to watch bless him. Susie Madrick, by watch the way. Him. Yeah, you've got yeah. to watch Dick every once yeah. in a while. But yeah. he most of the time votes on the side of the angels. And, the, and that is, it's easy to get complacent about that. But I want to write to him and thank him. And I also want to say how ashamed I am of the institution of which he is a part. Yeah. And that something must be done. And one, what... I feel as a voter, as his constituent, is yes. that the, I feel so hogtied by the money that goes into the political process, by the corruption of the media, and by the total inability of anyone to overturn what has become a millionaire's uh, life appointment to the U.S. Mm-hmm. Senate, mm-hmm. that the only alternative to the voters is term limits. And you know, I, I hate I, that. I hate I'm, that. I'm forced to agree. I look at Carly Fiorina and see how much money, how much, how, what a ludicrous, well, not just her, but she's leading the pack. What an insane amount of money she's dumping into her race mm-hmm. in California. And uh, I, I'm reminded of a friend of mine who went to the islands. I, I forget which ones, but it was a long time ago. He, he and his girlfriend went down to some small island in the Caribbean. They were having elections, and he didn't speak a local election, but he, he could count. And his girlfriend kept telling him that a certain party, that one party was going to win, they were definitely going to win. He looked around and saw that that party A that she despised had outspent party B by an order of magnitude. Mm-hmm. You know, for every one green sticker, there were ten red, yeah. let's just say. Mm-hmm. And he said, no, they're going to get slaughtered because they're going to be outspent. And at some point, money just is a direct – buys elections. And, and money money keeps people out of elections. Money gets people into elections, and money makes you beholden. You know, and, and I was just thinking about, um, you know, in every profession I've been in, um, 
you find out what the boss wants. Yeah. <laughs> At some point, you figure out what the boss wants. And you try to give the boss what the boss wants. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you will occasionally, when your money or your career or your profession or your whatever is on the line, you will occasionally bend yourself into pretzels yeah. to give the boss what the boss wants to keep your job. And I look at the Senate. I look at the Democratic Senate today, especially today of all days, when there are two or three or four issues on the table, which they could pick up and use as a cudgel to beat the Republican Party to its knees. And Harry Reid won't do it. Mm-hmm. He won't schedule a vote on taxes for rich people. Yeah. He won't schedule a vote. He won't bring up the fact that the only part of the uh, that one of the things Republicans are running on is keeping certain aspects of health care in place. Yeah, right. Guess who put it there? Right. We did. He yeah. won't brag on what the Democrats have done. And I understand he, he is running a, a close race in his own state, but maybe he, if he weren't such a pussy, mm-hmm. he wouldn't have such a close race in his own state. Yeah. But I look at him, I go, you know, the U.S. Senate, the Democrats in the U.S. Senate, and there's some very good ones in there. There are good progressives in the Senate. Virtually every Democrat voted the right way on Don't Ask, Don't Tell. So let's not forget that. It wasn't Barack Obama who, who filibustered, who threatened to filibuster, don't ask, don't tell, Andrew Sullivan. Right, right. It was, it was John McCain. Right. So if you're pissed at somebody, get pissed at John McCain and direct your anger in the right location. But I look at the, the Democratic U.S. Senate and I wonder, they're twisting themselves into pretzels to make somebody happy. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not me and it's not you and it's not anybody I know. Every liberal I know, every progressive I know, every principled person who just likes to see someone stand up for what they believe in, I know, thinks these guys are fucking assholes. Yep. So who is it they're, that they're trying – who is it that Harry Reid being complete spineless fucking jellyfish, who is that making happy? Well, who is he mollifying by being a complete bowl of pudding? The people and that are funding his campaign. Obviously. Yeah. That's the only answer. Yeah. So then we get back to money. You know, these people are pleasing their boss. Right. The reason right. things are the way they are is they're pleasing their boss, and their boss ain't you and me. Yep. So how do we? <laughs> you know, I hate to sound like a tea party, but how do we take our country back mm-hmm. from our own party, which is really incredibly depressing? And I, I, you know, this is something we hit on every so often in this podcast, but let's hit on it one more time. The two big things in our collective opinion that are broken that need to be fixed first. Mm-hmm. Campaign finance reform or how people get elected. Let's be broader than yeah. that. Yeah, sure. Might be term limits, might be money, whatever it might be. But well, let's And I say sure. term limits because I think campaign finance reform, you know, McCain was for that, for crying out loud. Yeah. You know, we passed that. We passed mm-hmm. all these kind of things. And it's just it, – it's turning out to be like health care reform. The evil right. people always find a way around whatever gets passed and do something yeah. else. Well, and because they have more money. Yeah. You know, if I could afford to hire an army of lawyers to sift through every square inch of federal regulation to find every loophole, I'd win every argument. Yeah. But I don't because I don't have that kind of money. Mm-hmm. They do. Mm-hmm. And number two is we have to fix the media. Yep. We have to fix the brokenness of the media. Exactly. Um, this is yet another week where one Republican after another, one candidate after another, you know, crapped all over themselves. Yes. Um, and... <laughs> I don't see it reported anywhere but on MSNBC. Right. The problem with the media, once you watch where these two lines converge, they, conver- they converge at the very top at the, at the point of money. Mm-hmm. Now, the reason that our media is broken is it's an entertain- is a form of entertainment. You put a red ant and a black ant in a jar and shake them up and make them yell at each other. Yep. That's what news is. Mm-hmm. The problem with that is it belongs in its own place. 
But there really are. This is the part that makes me sad. There are lots of people out there, and I, I count you and I among them, and that's part of the reason why we call this the professional left. They're anxious to, to sit in the public square under our vine and fig leaf where no one will make us afraid and talk about important things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, really have a participatory, conversational, commons-based democracy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's not like there's not people who are ready to do that, capable of doing it. People who have real interesting things to say about employment, how to deal with elderly, how to deal with our civic society, how to deal with faith, um, how to, you know, there's lots of fascinating, wonderful, beautiful, interesting, democratic, passion inducing things to talk about. There's right. also a lot of problems to fix. There's Absolutely. plenty of problems to fix. And, and we're it's, not, we're it's being, fun to discuss these issues and it's fun to debate these is. issues and try to come up with the best possible solution to them with people who are thinking, regardless of yes. whether they agree with us or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm happy to have a debate with someone who has a different attitude towards, you know, funding health care and they have mm-hmm. better. They think they have better ideas on how to do it than single payer. So they're going to bring up different ideas. You know, I have I have a different idea of how to get more people covered, or what you know. And, and you sort of, what are your goals here? You know, you start talking about it. Well, you know, our goals are are similar, or maybe they're not. Or you know, we have to have for profit healthcare. I don't know why, but we have to for you know someone that has that attitude. If they are fact based and aren't mm-hmm. going to bring up death panels, <laughs> are going to bring yeah. up you yeah. know. Well, I'd be happy and, to and talk my, with anyone about that. That's interesting and, to me. And my barometer is is people like Newt Gingrich. Oh, yeah. yeah. To whatever extent, Newt Gingrich is not bodily thrown out of the media like a drunk public, being bounced from a bar. Public sphere, exactly. He does That's not the extent to which our media is broken. Yeah. Newt Gingrich is a lying, racist monster. And he knows he's and he knows the racist card he's playing. He oh, knows exactly he's what he's doing. Being, you know, MSNBC, as you said, has finally even Tweety has said, you know, Mephistopheles. <laughs> yeah. And I yeah, guess, I guess, you, you know. I guess Tweety's not going to have Newt on anymore. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's great. Ten Graham. years late, that's yeah. that's fine. But, that's but you know, what needs to happen is it needs I see to, you to join the party. He's not going to be on anywhere anymore. But as long as anywhere, as long as any place honors him. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and and uh, what did George Bush used to say about terrorists? You know, we'll you attack negotiate them. with terrorists. Yeah, you, you will attack them and those who support them. Yeah. If you're a news agency that supports Newt Gingrich well, we or is a friend Newt of Sarah Gingrich's Palin, bank accounts is what we should be doing. Yes, we should. Yeah. We should. Yeah. We should be. You know, we should be sending troops into his backyard to rescue his poor blowjob blonde wife, who obviously had. <laughs> no, she's. She's no. she's a full blown collaborator, yeah, and I say that full pun intended. <laughs> she's she's Mrs. Stoffelies, so yeah. Mrs. Stoffelies, there you yeah. go. There are certain sort of canaries in the crazy mind shaft that you can watch and say, look, to whatever extent these people are given any currency at all, that's the extent to which our media is broken. You can, and, and you might not be able to fix it. I certainly can't. I mean, we do our little piece here, and, and millions of others do it around the country, and yeah. hundreds of bloggers do what they can do, and lots of you know civic groups try what they can do. But to whatever extent Newt Gingrich is given any airtime, that's why, that's the extent to which we have a problem. And whatever outlet gives him airtime is the enemy. It, and I don't mean part of the problem. Is absolutely, it, it, absolutely. Not, a, not a problem. They're an enemy. They're, an they're, enemy. A, yeah. they're a public nuisance. Yeah. They're, they're yeah. an internal enemy to civic society because they're invested in keeping 
serious discussion from happening. They're invested in keeping in preventing problems from being solved by shoving Newt Gingrich and his madness and people like him into our public square, displacing serious people from that public square. To quote, to quote Fox News whenever anyone brings up Rupert Murdoch, <laughs> I'm going to have to stop you there, Drift. <laughs> I quite understand. I want to switch gears a little bit. Uh-huh. We have an announcement to make. That we are going to have a special episode Thanksgiving week. We're planning that far ahead, I know. But <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, we are going to have a special podcast episode the week of Thanksgiving. It is going to be That's a true. letters episode. Mm-hmm. And we're going to be reading your letters on the air. And we're very excited about <clears throat> the opportunity to do that. We have so many good emails. We've already started to save some of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, to a special file in Gmail so that we can can read them uh, on the air and answer some of them. Yeah. Uh, and so that's what we're going to do Thanksgiving week. So if you have anything you'd like to share, if, you, if you'd like to contribute, I can't guarantee that every letter will be read on the air, but if there's something you'd like to say to us, we'd love to hear from you. I'm working on my voice for that week. <laughs> okay. I'm working, I'm working on my Casey Kasem. And now a story about a dog. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. We love hearing from you anytime. But if you have an especially provocative or, or something to say, Correct. we get a lot of emails yes. from all over the world. We get literally we are now being we're now being corresponded with from people on I think almost every continent yeah, except I think that's true. Antarctica. Yeah. Which is very exciting it's and very wonderful, strange. Isn't it? It's great it to is. get emails from Thailand and mm-hmm. and, and uh, Israel and, and Israel Canada. And, yeah, and Canada and Britain. And it's just wonderful. We love it. And, and, mm-hmm. a, and of course, the good old USA. Oh, gosh, yes. Yeah. We, have lots, we have lots <laughs> we of stuff from right here at home. You know, <laughs> nothing like home cooking. Our but. email address is <laughs> proleftpodcast, all one word, at gmail.com. So write us letters. We'd love to hear from you. And mm-hmm. we have one here, Drift Glass, that I thought I would share just a little bit of. We've gotten some great email from our friends in the military. Those of you who are listening to us, to the Professional Left podcast, from the position of being an enlisted military person. Mm-hmm. Or career. You guys have brass cojones because <laughs> you, you are do. listening to you us. Do. You're yeah. in the military and you know, you're, you're listening to uh, lefty podcasts and it's, we're, mm-hmm. we're very proud of you. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we're proud of you anyway for your service to our country, yeah, but, but we're proud of you for having this. Dude, just so we're clear, mm-hmm. um, it does not surprise us. It certainly no, doesn't surprise no, me in no, any way no, no, that no, there no. are lots and lots and lots of liberals and progressives in the military, because there are. There are. <clears throat> there are lots of progressives in the military, there are lots of liberals who are Christians, yep. all the weird categories that, that people think about are simply not true. Yep. But the idea that you're listening to this mm-hmm. and you're emailing us yeah. you is guys are, wild. You guys are awesome. <laughs> is way cool. That's way cool. And mm-hmm. we got a uh, email from Sergeant. I'm just going to say Sergeant Robert. I hope that's okay. And I just want to read it to you. And particularly, we're going to answer the PS tonight. But it, it's it's a short email, and I really loved it. Hi all. I will be brief. I am 32 and enlisted, and from the great state of California. I do have a degree from Cal State, but I am not officer material. I would like to let you know that you have a fan in the military. I look forward to hearing your Friday podcast. That being said, there are way too many baggers in the army. Higher, <laughs> I love that yeah. you baggers. Uh-huh. <laughs> Higher ranking <laughs> folks too. I try to reason and listen to their gripes, but they are incapable of hearing any of my arguments. 
Mm-hmm. It seems that unless you use one of their approved information outlets, they will not listen. Yeah. I tell them that there have been some great conservative ideas and that some should seriously be followed. I also tell them that my ideology doesn't seek to destroy theirs. But they just get into defense mode and regurgitate whatever Beck, Palin, Linbaugh, or O'Reilly has told them to think. In my humble observation, the echo chamber has become the echo cell. Facts are irrelevant. Two plus two does indeed equal five. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't get me down. Half these twits do not know how to fill out an absentee ballot. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Hooray for public education. We did not tell people not to vote. Let's be clear. Yes, we do. <laughs> but that doesn't get me down. Half these twits do not know how to fill out an absentee ballot or will be too lazy to complete it on time. Keep up the great podcasts. Mm-hmm. Rob, Robert. And it's, it's Sergeant Robert. P.S. Is it wrong to think that Megan McCain is totally hot? <laughs> <laughs> well, soldier. <laughs> It almost no. makes me want to listen to what she has to say. Mm-hmm. Almost. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and well, so, soldier. It, <laughs> well, let me read what I wrote to Robert, and then you, you. I know you'll I'll have more him, to say than I. Do. I'll give him some older brotherly advice. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. I I just responded to him as speaking as the female half of the podcast. I said, you should feel free to lust after Megan or anyone else your enlisted manhood thinks is attractive. I don't need to get into the whole little head, big head thing with anyone who completed basic training, I'm sure. And it's not like the big head is going to sit through an entire dinner with her if she starts talking about how great America would be if her dad had won. I think that ship has kind of sailed with her, but yeah. 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 Well, Robert, let me me give you uh, four little words that I've always used to guide me. Don't ask and don't tell. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. We want to thank our listeners. You guys are great. And we love your emails. Again, our email address is proleftpodcast at gmail.com. We have a website where you can listen to past episodes for free. That website is professionalleft.blogspot.com. At that website, we also offer you an opportunity to chip five bucks into the hat to help us defray our costs and to express appreciation for what we're doing and we really appreciate the vote of confidence that a five dollar contribution represents we very much appreciate it and it does literally keep us going yes it does it really does thank you so much tell us about the internet kitties how are they doing this evening the internet kitties are are putting bandana and bandolier on (laughs) one of them looked at me and said blanche lincoln i'm coming for you Andalay. podcast is produced under a Creative Commons license, copyright 2010, Driftglass Blue Gal Podcast.